0: You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant based veganism for a mind body spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to the show, my lovely friend. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. I hope you have had an incredible summer. As you may know, the podcast has been on summer break. But I am so excited to share all that I have planned for the season. It's going to be epic, as they always are. Uh, the topic for today is about a few things that I thought about over the summer and while I was on this break. Of course, I'm spending this time brainstorming, trying to come up with you know, new angles, new topics, new things to discuss and these kind of recurring themes came up with me and with also a few of my clients and some families and friends that I have and that is uh, basically the psychological, different psychological phenomenons that happen um, when you are trying to heal or you are trying to share certain messages with the world. So we're going to go over a few topics that have affected me or people that I know. And uh, I know there are obviously others who are being affected by these different feelings. Therefore, I felt that it was pertinent that we chat about them here. You know, even if this is not something that you... Yourself have experienced, I guarantee that you know somebody who has. um, And maybe it'll give you a little bit more sympathy for them. And hopefully, if you have experienced any of these things, that you will find some type of solution or way to navigate it a little bit better. So, the first topic that I want to discuss is called wellness burnout. And I might have created this term myself. I don't know. I have not been able to find any articles about it. I kind of just made it up and, um, to describe something that happens to some of us when we are trying to heal. And I have, I know friends who felt like this. I have felt like this at certain times and I've had clients who have been down this path. Um, And basically, you know, you've probably heard of burnout, right? It's in general is defined as exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress or frustration. And oftentimes this term is used to describe people who generally have job burnout. You know, they've been going 100 miles an hour, for so long so it's inevitable that at some point they're going to hit a wall and that's what basically happens you get burnout um, as you can imagine you know the burnout of a flame or the burnout of a car engine or whatever it stops <laughs> like you stop dead in your tracks right uh, and this is something that is more commonly talked about I feel like the last couple of years people getting burnout um, social media people get burnout you know constantly posting stuff all the time influencers are burned out um, no, So whatever your job is, it's it is possible to get burnt out. And wellness burnout is not the same, obviously. Um, and it can come from someone who's basically trying to achieve a certain level of health or wellness. But it's been a while, right? So it often comes from someone who is foci- focusing all of their energy and thoughts on getting better, As you can imagine, this can be exhausting if all of your thoughts are going towards, is this going to be good for my body? Is this going to make me heal? Is this going to do this? You know, obsessing over, you know, what you eat. That could be uh, orthorexia, obviously. And But at some point when people are in this realm of trying to achieve a certain state of wellness, they can become burnt out of it. It just, it's exhausting. And you get to some point that you're like, maybe you're not seeing the progress you want. Or maybe it just seems like you've been doing this for so long. You're like, I'm just over it. I'm over trying, (laughs) you know? And I, I know this happens to a lot of people at some point, maybe they don't get completely burnt out, but they do get to a point where they are just so over it. They've tried all of these different healing modalities. They have gone to all these different functional doctors. And at some point you're just like, WTF, like I can't keep doing this. I am so tired of thinking about this all the time. And it's, it's just debilitating at some point, you know? So yeah, this is kind of a term that I just kind of came up with. Like I said, I've tried to find articles on it. I can, but you know, to no avail. I can only find things that are about specifically burnout. Um, you know, the National Wellness Institute defines wellness as an active process through which people become aware of and make choices toward a more successful existence. So basically, when you are constantly trying to do this, right? You are constantly on this wellness journey. You are constantly trying to become. Better. And maybe you don't even have a, you know, quote, diagnosis or you don't have like a specific ailment. Maybe you just, you're just on that journey and trying to better yourself. And at some point you get a burnout from it. Maybe you see your peers or people that you know living their lives, eating whatever they want, drinking whatever they want. They're not thinking about tomorrow, basically. And Oftentimes we can say, you know, ignorance is bliss. They are happy not knowing all the things that they know. And we can look at that sometimes and maybe be envious when we have researched all that we have and know all the things that we know now. And you can't unlearn them, you know, you can't unlearn why those things are bad for you and know what happens long-term with that you know so it can be overwhelming at times it can be overwhelming living in a world that is filled with unhealthy options everywhere and trying to be the best version of ourselves and trying to live healthfully in this toxic world can most definitely lead to wellness burnout this is certainly one of the main points of it, I think, of uh, why someone can get burnout is not just because you maybe aren't seeing the results that you're seeing, but also just trying to still live in society, still live around your friends, your same friends, in your same social circle, and most of them are not trying to live a healthier lifestyle. And it can also feel like maybe they're not putting any effort in, but they have no problems. And you're like, why do I have these issues? And they don't, you know? And that can be very, very challenging. Um, but I want to just remind you, or whoever you know, that you have come so far. You have come so far. You know, if you look at the beginning of your wellness journey, to now, I guarantee you have progress. There is no way to say that you don't have progress. There is no way to say that you are, have not moved forward. Sometimes it is, you know, one step forward, two step backs. That is very common when it comes to healing. Uh, and that goes with pretty much any type of healing, whether you are going to therapy for emotional issues or you're going to someone to help with physical issues, which, of course, these go hand-in-hand often. But healing is not linear, you know? So if you feel frustrated and just kind of done with it all for a moment, that's okay. You know, it's okay to sit in that. It's okay to just kind of take a break, you know? Take a break from everything. Take a step back. That doesn't mean you're going to go out and, you know... Go wild and crazy, (laughs) eat a bunch of unhealthy stuff. You're not going to go to McDonald's, but just take a step back from obsessing. And maybe you're not obsessing, you know, I don't even want to use that word because that's kind of negative, but just take a step back from all of it. And I think some of the ways to to combat this burnout is to kind of go and pick and choose the things that are working and that feel like a ritual at this point you know because sometimes we can get really into doing all the things we have to do this I have to do that I have to you know eat this certain way I have to eat this certain thing because it's healthy I don't even like it but I'm going to eat it because it's healthy I'm going to go do this type of exercise because it's good for me but I don't really like it don't do that don't do that pick and choose the things that you love Let's say you love going to yoga, or maybe you love going to Pilates, or maybe you love just going to take a walk. Pick those things. Keep those in for now. Get rid of the other stuff for right now. (laughs) Maybe you'll bring it back. Maybe you won't. Choose the foods that you love that you know are nourishing. If you don't like to eat, you know, mushrooms, but you've been eating them because you think they're because they're good for you, (laughs) don't eat mushrooms. Don't do that to yourself you know? So pick and choose the things that you love. And of course, this is not medical advice ever. But if you're taking a bunch of supplements, maybe scale it back a little bit. You know, I I definitely don't think more is better in a lot of cases. And that can go for supplements as well. I think people can overdo it with the supplements. So if that is you, scale it back. Pick the ones that you think are the most important the ones that you don't want to live without, and maybe just put the other ones in the cabinet for a little while. Another suggestion to overcoming wellness burnout is to stop reading about health stuff. (laughs) Stop listening to podcasts that are telling you all the things that you should eat or shouldn't eat and focus on more joyful things. Read some fiction novels watch a joyful movie, go for a walk, be out in nature. You know, me saying this, I mean, obviously, this is a health podcast. So for me to say this, I genuinely believe that sometimes you need to take a break from it because this kind of segues into the next topic, which is basically having knowledge paralysis. I think there's a different, there's several different terms for it, information paralysis knowledge paralysis and I have definitely felt this way um, often lately actually Uh, and like I said this goes along with the wellness burnout and it's basically when someone is just overloaded with knowledge. Maybe you've been studying on gut health for years or all about plants or all about amino acids and plants or whatever topic it is and at some point, you just become so overwhelmed with it. And there's so much that you know now that it almost makes living <laughs> more difficult. It makes choices more difficult. It makes having conversations more difficult because you do know a lot about a lot of different topics. And you know a lot about toxic life that many people are living. And if you're feeling this type of paralysis, again, just stop reading about it. Stop listening to it. Stop learning about it for a little while. Just a break. And read an amazing fiction novel. Read something that is not science-based, that is not medical-based, and hopefully you can get out of it because I'm telling you, I have felt this, and it's just basically stop studying. I feel like once you we get to a, a certain age and we are hungry for this knowledge, right? But there's so much. We will never be able to acquire all of it, all of the knowledge that's out there in the world. Never. It's absolutely virtually impossible. I mean, even if we had a thousand years to live, we probably would not be able to still obtain all of this information and, and certainly not be able to retain it all. That's also kind of frustrating, though. You know, you read things over and over and it's like, why can't I? Like, I want to be able to remember this really well. But just stop. Just stop studying about it. Just stop studying about it and take a little break. Take a breather and find those other things that bring you lots of joy. The last topic that I want to discuss is a psychological phenomenon that is called compassion fatigue. And this was initially researched with healthcare workers and nurses, but it has been found to emerge among those who regularly work around vulnerable and traumatized clients. And this includes working with animals. And it is a mixture of burnout and trauma, vicarious trauma, actually. So feeling the effects of someone else's trauma, so empathy. Um, And it, it seems to be something that often happens to those who are trying to help animals, Um, really anyone who's trying to help make the world a better and more compassionate place. Some of the symptoms of compassion fatigue include feeling physical, psychological, and emotional exhaustion, feeling helpless, hopeless, or powerless. A person can also feel irritable, angry, sad, They feel a sense of detachment and decreased pleasure in activities. A person also can ruminate about the suffering of others and feel anger towards the events or people who are causing the suffering. They can blame themselves and have thoughts of not having done enough to help the animals perhaps or the people And they can have a a sense of decreased personal accomplishment, professional accomplishment. And basically just a change in their world view. So it can happen to a lot of different people. Obviously, there's a lot of different um, signs and symptoms of it. Um, There's a really great, great quote that I read that said, the wider you open your eyes, the darker the world becomes. And... I have definitely felt this, and I know a lot of other animal lovers, vegans, whatever you want to call them, um, I have talked with a lot of my peers in that realm, and they have felt this before. So when when somebody dedicates themselves to helping others, volunteering, coaching, trying to help open people's eyes about the horrors of animal agriculture, it can really, really take a toll of course this doesn't happen to all those who are considered animal you know quote activist Uh, there was a study that was done that found that those with higher level of empathetic distress so feeling personal distress from the pain of others had higher levels of compassion fatigue and lower levels of satisfaction from the actual activism So those with higher levels of cognitive empathy, however, and that's the ability to take the perspective of others, experienced higher levels of satisfaction from activism. So how we manifest empathy, it seems, can be central to experiencing both the emotional reward and the psychological distress that comes from the... Activism, So it was basically the people who um, were found to be more into the animal rights versus the animal welfare. Those people had a harder time because when you're trying to achieve such a drastic change in people's perspectives, like overnight, you know, like we all want people to be able to see that what we're doing to animals is horrific right but it's not going to happen overnight so it's kind of like the people who are trying are looking or going about it from the welfare welfare perspective have a higher sense of satisfaction so the ones who are trying to you know get rid of cages or get rid of you know sow pens or whatnot for the pigs the ones that are kind of trying to abolish those things can see progress versus the ones who are wanting everything to change overnight. And I, I definitely, after reading this article, which I will uh, put in the show notes, it, it was pretty powerful because I think that maybe trying to look at things that way can help eliminate some of this compassion fatigue. So people who feel compassion fatigue, they just, it's all, it's again, like a burnout and it makes it difficult to. I mean, you, you can feel eventually just like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I can't put any more effort. I'm so tired of like putting these videos out. I'm so tired of trying to have this conversation with people. And it's just like, what is the point? But there is a point. And I think trying to, like I said, shift maybe the perspective or the focus, I'll say, on trying to help the animals' well being. Versus like saying open all the cages kind of thing. Because that's not going to happen. Like that's not going to happen overnight. Of course. In an idealistic world. It would. But it's not going to. And so people with this compassion fatigue. It. Um, it can make life hard. Another quote that said. In our effort to view the world from the perspective of the suffering. We too suffer. And I. Feel this to my soul. I really do. And I, I feel like a lot of a lot of you do as well. Uh, If you are a true animal lover, you know, it's just like the knowledge paralysis, like we almost know too much about the world. (laughs) And we know too much about the suffering that's going on. And it, it, we can't unlearn the things that we know. And this is why most of us, I would hope, will never go back to that lifestyle because I can't unsee the things I've seen and I can't unlearn the things I have learned. But it's all about perspective. You know, this is everything in life. It's about perspective. It's about the way you we look at helping animals and look at helping others and it's about the micro versus the, micro, the macro, right, approach to it. So if we are helping people get healthier, eat less animal products, in turn that's going to be less animals being killed. If we can get less people to buy leather or to buy wool or buy any type of animal product or again if we can try to change policies or change farmers approach to quote harvesting or quote farming animals and they could still have a better quality of life it is still an improvement no it is not a perfect world is it ever going to be probably not can you imagine the world actually being fully plant-based, vegan? No. That is not going to happen. That's just being realistic. Certainly would never happen in our lifetime, but it's these small steps. And again, going back to what we were saying earlier in the podcast, it is about just progress. It's about recognizing where you were and how far we've come. You can say this with basically everything in history, right? I mean, look at today, 2023. Look at how far we've come with everything socially. Justice, right? Social justice, animal justice, world justice, whatever it is. If you're looking socially at where we are today, I think people need to really recognize how great it is. It's still not perfect. It's still not as great as we would like it to be, knowing that things can always be better. But we always have to have that goal and something to achieve. But remembering where we came from, remembering how bad things were, right? I truly believe that in in the future we will look back at animal agriculture and think the same way we do about slavery. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy that people, a lot of people didn't bat an eye about it and it was the norm and people go with whatever the norm is, right? They just do what everybody else is doing. And that's kind of what's going on right now. People parrot the same thing about protein, but where do you get your protein? People parrot the same thing about eating animals. Oh, but we've eaten animals for X, Y, Z. Well, you could say the same thing about slavery. Well, humans have had slavery since the dawn of time, haven't they? It's not just in America that we've had slaves, people. Remember that. And it's not just, you know, in modern times that we've had rapists. Raping has gone on since the dawn of time. Do we condone it? No. If you have experienced some level of compassion fatigue, of course, taking a break is going to be huge as with it is any type of burnout. Um, So take a break. Maybe don't post as much about it. Take a social media break. Always is helpful. And as we said before, you know, it's to celebrate these small achievements and finding some type of perspective on it all. You know, if you are eating a mostly plant-based, or living a mostly plant-based life, vegan lifestyle, that is reward enough right there. You know, a reminder of how much you've already been doing, whether you have been on this path for three months, three years, or 30 years. It's still, it's still something to be proud of. Remembering all of the animals that you've already helped just by not, consuming them or wearing them or buying new products or supporting those industries. And another way to help is, of course, to spend time with animals. Shocker. <laughs> Whether that is your companion animals, some friends' animals, go to a sanctuary and hang out with some beautiful creatures. Uh, some other ways to, to combat the compassion fatigue is kind of just run-of-the-mill normal things of dealing with being overwhelmed and that is taking a walk you know go on vacay read a book good book like i was saying that is not about science or animal ag or any of those things just basically doing something joyful that does not involve activism or learning something unless it's like a fiction novel that's about you know world war Two or something i don't know um And also talking with somebody who understands, you know, find one of your friends who also lives this lifestyle and express how you've been feeling. That always feels good. Of course, writing in a journal is one of my favorite things that I encourage for everyone. I think this is a really great way to express how you're feeling, get out those emotions, get them out on paper can help release them from not just your mind, but kind of your body as well, because we hold we hold our emotions in our body. So I hope this helps. Uh, if you are experiencing any of these kind of psychological phenomenon, topics that we covered, feel free to reach out. You are not alone. My email is info at com. As always... Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am so excited for this season. I'm so excited to be back. I hope you are pumped. I hope that you are looking forward to the next episodes. So until next time, my lovely friend, peace and plants.